Life's too short. Life's too damn short. So, eat everything. Try anything. Exercise. Experience all that life has to offer. Here's exercise physiologist, medical journalist, and healthy talk host, Melanie Cole, MS. Well, it's springtime in many parts of the country, or as we're calling it here in Chicago, the Arctic Spring. But it really is synonymous with starting fresh. People always feel like this is the time new growth is happening, and there's no better time to sort of brush off those winter doldrums and the hibernation and the heavier food and kind of feel lighter and start fresh. And nobody better to help us with that today than Dr. Ken Red Cross. He's the founder of Red Cross Concierge a personalized medical practice designed to enhance the patient-doctor relationship while providing convenient access to a full spectrum of healthcare services, holistic and wellness counseling. Dr. Red Cross, welcome to the show. And before we get into our spring health hacks, would you just tell the yes. listeners what is concierge medical practice? Because we're seeing this in so many places in the country now. These boutique and concierge right. practices are opening up. Tell the listeners what that if, what that even is. You know, absolutely. It, it is interesting how it was growing. So everyone, I've been doing this since about 07, and that was because I was kind of frustrated with the patient-doctor bond. I felt patients were rushed. I felt I didn't have enough time. So some time ago, I decided, well, what if I had a kind of a one-on-one -on -one relationship with the patient directly? In other words, what if they could give me a call on my cell phone or a text, or I can make house calls? How would that make me happy and the patient happy? And so just like a concierge at the hotel, I'm kind of there when you need me, and it doesn't matter what time of day and that sort of thing. So it allows me to have a special bond relationship with patients. And so you're right, it's now starting to grow all over the United States because Melanie patients are wanting that sort of relationship with their doctor, and they don't want to necessarily feel rushed. So it's really important, and, and as far as, like, the healthcare community, do you feel, and I know this is totally off topic, but... I mean, do you, they have to pay a fee for this. This is a fee thing. But then as far as like insurance, do you think that that's what's guided some of this, the frustration, that sort of thing, and that patients are now seeing that this is a way to get that personalized care? Yeah, no, that's a great point, Melanie. So you know what's happening? So I always will say that right now, I think that in healthcare, we need to focus more on value than volume. And so you're right. This isn't a service necessarily that's paid by insurance, although Sometimes with my retainer, you can still submit it to the insurance and get some of the money back as well. But once again, so many patients see there's so much value to being able to, to call your doctor at 8 o'clock at night and say, Doc, you know, I had a quick question in the office. We couldn't figure it out. Or with me carrying my black bag to their house because it's just a little more convenient to them. And so I find that patients really have better health care outcomes when they have a relationship with their physician that's almost like a member of your family. And so that's what concierge medicine makes me feel. I guess I'm a little bit of a, of a throwback in a sense. Well, I love that. I mean, it takes you back to the medical home and family medicine and being able to really call your doctor and count on your doctor to help you with some of these things. So so now on to our main topic, Dr. Red Cross. Mm -hmm. We're talking about some health hacks for spring. So let's talk first, because it's been winter in most parts of the country. In some places, it still is. I mean, we had snow recently. Vitamin D, so many people are deficient in it. They don't realize right. it, and they don't know it until maybe they get a blood test and find out out or they break a bone and they find out that way. So tell us about vitamin D and how much should we be taking if we need a supplement? 
Well, what we're learning, and you've hit the nail on the head, you know, the CDC has come out, and when the CDC gets involved, we all need to kind of perk up our ears and see what they're saying. And they're saying that it looks as if vitamin D deficiency is the third most common nutrient deficiency now. When we get our blood test, you are so right. It seems like all of us are low in vitamin D because we kind of are. And it's not only here in the United States, Melanie. It's all around the world, actually. And so when you look at the studies, when you come into my office and we check the blood test, it says that our levels should be between up to 30. But as we're looking at more and more research, it really should be a little bit higher, maybe 40 to 60. And so in order to get those levels, you want to get 5,000 units of vitamin D a day in your system. It's difficult to get vitamin D through our diet, and that's one reason why supplementation is the best way to go. Now, one of the other questions I'll typically get, Melanie, of, well, Doc, you know, what if I'm out in the sun? Well, if you're going to get your vitamin D from the sun, there's a few things you want to remember. Number one, you need to be outside for at least two hours, and you need to do that, but you can't, or I'm sorry, at least 20 minutes, I should say, I'm sorry, but if you're out there, you want to make sure that you don't have on as much sunscreen, right, because sunscreen is causing a problem with that. But then on the flip side, we want to be careful because we want to also prevent skin cancers. The other thing that we're recognizing, too, is that if you're getting the right amount of vitamin D, you're getting a benefit. You had mentioned the bone health as far as breaking a bone. We know about vitamin D's uh, kind of response there, but we're also learning about vitamin D is incredibly important for our mood. You mentioned those winter doldrums that we kind of can get into. We also know that vitamin D is important for our immune system. And there was even a newer study that I wanted to mention today. It was two to three days ago. They were talking about vitamin D deficiency may be associated with diabetes even. So these are the things that we want to start recognizing. Let's not put vitamin D just in that box for our bones, but we want to also bring it in for something that is just so important to make sure that we include with everyone. Well, let's just tackle this for one second, Dr. Redcross, because people say, okay, he says we should get about 5,000 IUs a day, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to take my supplements. But if they don't take it with food, does it then still have the same effect? If people get up, they drink a cup of coffee, and they take all their vitamins at once in the morning, does it have the same effect as if they take it with food or if they have, you know, take it at night? Or is there any, any truth to when you should be taking it? That's a great question, but it is for some of the supplements, but luckily not for vitamin D. I mean, look, this has become so important to me. I've kind of created what I've been calling kind of the Red Cross D Challenge, Melanie. And I even have a website where I give it to patients, which is freeredcrossd.com, so that they can try it for themselves. But the key here is that it's only one a week. It's 20,000 unit vitamin D, because the challenge for me is that I have a lot of patients who are busy, they were mentioning, Doc, it's hard for me to get a vitamin in each and every day. So when I created this particular one, it made it a lot easier for them. So vitamin D is easy to take. You don't have to worry about taking it as far as with food or what time of day. The other good thing is once you get your blood test, you can come back in in another three to four months and have it rechecked. So it's one of those vitamins where you can see a marked difference or improvement in the blood test. And a lot of patients, one of the big things they'll tell you is that they feel the sense of well-being. They feel like their mood is better, which is why we're wondering if that's why during the wintertime we also have issues with our mood because our vitamin D levels are low. And in fact, there was even another study, and now this one was out of Canada, that mentioned that vitamin D may even help to shed some of the winter weight that we put on as well. So that study's still ongoing. So important. Now, you know, for me personally, 
I don't mind the winter. I kind of love it because I feel a little bit less stress. I don't have to be mm-hmm. doing my garden. I don't have to be, you know, outside racing around, running around. Stress is a humongous thing in this country today. And you say that vitamin D can even help us with our mood. But as the, as the spring comes and we're spring cleaning our houses, and we'll talk about that too, give us some of your de-stress kind of tips, whether it's meditation or exercise, yoga, whatever it is, things that we can do that will help us to kind of accept the change of season and understand that summers get busy and people are running around. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of social stuff going on, but sometimes that brings its own form of stress. No, it does. And and the two important ones for me, meditation is, is gigantic. See, Meditation I love because everyone will worry and say, Doc, I don't know how to meditate. But guess what? Meditation is as easy as breathing. You literally just want deep breathing. And I'm talking three to five minutes to just literally focus on you. We don't ever really get a chance to unplug as much as I think we need to, especially here in America. We tend to work, work, work. But if you go to other places in Europe, they have meditation as a big part of their lives. And I think that's important as well. Now, there's a lot of different ways to meditate. You can do the deep breathing that I'm talking about. There's also guided meditation where someone, in a sense, is talking you through with your eyes closed, this beautiful stream, this beautiful mountain causing some imagery, which actually has a benefit. And the good thing is, you know, meditation used to feel like it was a little hokey, right? Everyone said, ah, it doesn't work well. We have Uh other studies that are, yeah, you remember that, right? Now we have studies showing that it may even help with our blood pressure. Well, you know, my grandmother used to do transcendental meditation and we used to crack up at her and, you know, and we used to laugh, but really she was ahead of her time and doing this back in, you know, well, in the sixties and seventies when people were doing that sort of thing. But, you know, we used to roll our eyeballs at her, but now I look (laughs) at meditation as a way that really calms me down. I mean, I try not to fall asleep while I'm doing it or end up with a nap instead of a meditation, but the breathing part right. of it is so important to recognize it, to to learn about it and to feel ourselves breathe is such an important part of that de-stress. No, it really is. And as you mentioned before, exercise too. You, of course, that is your entire field and you know the importance of exercise and getting those endorphins in our bodies and really helping us to de-stress. I hate to even say the S word, stress, in the Red Cross household. I don't even like to speak it. And so I try to make sure that we're exercising, we're talking about meditation, and also think of other things. Tai Chi. There's so many different ways out there to de-stress, but you want to make sure that you're making it a part of your life each and every day, even if it's just three to five minutes. I just want everyone to cut their brain off for a minute, which means... No cell phones, no smartphones, none of those. Just give yourself three to five minutes a day, and you'd be surprised at how much that has an impact on your day and also your productivity. Certainly does. And now something else that we like to do in the spring, Dr. Red Cross, is declutter, spring clean. People have been talking about spring cleaning for years, and I am one of those people. I go through and I do a big dump of my house. I do a big declutter. And especially in places like the pantry, because people buy all this stuff for the winter and then maybe some of it's expired and some of, and the same with medications and or supplements. Yeah. So what do you tell people about starting in one corner of their house and kind of working their way through to clean it up? And while they're doing that, opening the windows, airing it out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, very good points. And so, you know, as you as you mentioned, we're talking about the springtime. Now, everyone knows Aurelia Melanie. What do we do in the spring? We clean our homes, right? We get all the dust out. But it's also time to kind of do the same for our health. 
And so when you're getting rid of the medication in the cabinet, you're obviously looking for things that are expired. You're looking for old prescription pain meds that do not belong, especially if you have children. You also want to get rid of old antibiotics, which are no longer effective um, and also can cause problems if they're taken as well. And so this is the best time. You know, it's funny, Melanie, I'm so excited. I got uh, an email before you and I came on. An email was from the hospital that I'm affiliated with, and they were talking on April 28th. It's National Prescription Drug Take-Back Day. So I love how the whole medical community, all of us are finally understanding, like, gosh, guys, we need to make sure that we talk to patients about this. Now, the big thing is, where do we take these meds? We don't want to pour them down the toilet, right? You don't want to pour those pills down there because it gets back into our system. So you want to take them to one of three places. You bring them over to your doctor's office where we can dispose of them properly, and then the other thing, Melanie, you can take it over to your pharmacist or even to the authorities. Even the police know um, that there are certain stations that are designated by the DEA to get rid of some of these medications. But I just love the fact that we're having so much discussion about this because hopefully after people listening today, they'll go look at their cabin and say, oh, my gosh, this is from 2014. The doc is right. I better get rid of this. Well, sure. I mean, it's a great way to do it. And as far as setting up our fridge and our and our pantries for the summer. We want to eat seasonally. I mean, that's really one of the best ways to do it. And I like to walk. I use my old baby stroller and walk up to Whole Foods to go shopping so that it's like a pretty green shopping situation, you know, walk Mm -hmm. up there instead of driving. But, you know, getting ready to plant the garden and opening up your fridge so that you can keep a lot of fresh produce and herbs and things like that in there, fruits. Yeah. So cleaning it out, people don't I mean, I'm the queen of that. I'll go to someone's house and look in their fridge and go, oh, my God, and say, come on, let's just take every single thing out of your fridge, everything, and only put yeah. back in, you know, clean up the drawers. And, I mean, people think I'm a little anal about it, but it, it makes a nicer fridge, and it makes you eat a little bit fresher and cleaner and healthier, don't you think? No, it does. And to your point about the grocery store, and you, you may have mentioned this before on the show, Melanie, but one of the things I tell patients I want you to start at the periphery of the grocery store because when you do that, that's where all the vegetables and fruits are. They're always on the periphery. When you go inside in the middle of, you'll start to notice that's a lot of the processed food. So if you stay on that periphery, all of those herbs and and lettuce and and vegetation and fruits and veggies, they're all on the periphery where we can all start there and, you know, work your way in if possible, maybe for other pastas and so forth. But just be careful with that when you're talking about um, eating healthy in this springtime. Absolutely. And I think we, we can wrap this up with your best advice, where people can find out more about you as well, but also with your best advice about de, you know, de-stressing and decluttering and just what we can do for health hacks for this coming spring. What do you want people to know about cleaning, cluttering, vitamins, supplements? Just put it all into a nice little package for us. Yeah, so look, we we talked a lot about three important things today. Vitamin D in particular. Please get your vitamin D level checked. Join the vitamin D revolution that I tell everyone about. Get into your doctor. Once again, I have a site if you want. It's at freeredcrossd.com. No excuse. It's easy to get, and you'll get the benefits. The other thing we're recognizing is we have talked about decluttering. And so as funny as we talk about, okay, get rid of things that are expired These medications can be a big issue. They can almost act as toxins, which we do not want. So take it seriously. And to Melanie's point, look in the fridge, too. Give it, if anything, that doesn't belong. And last but not least, and one of the most important things for all of our lives, springtime, summertime, it doesn't matter, is we have to de-stress. 
Stress is affiliated and associated with so many different diseases, Alzheimer's, heart disease, um, and we don't want to have any of that in our life. So realize and recognize it's something that you have to take advantage of. Three to five minutes a day is all I'm asking for you to unplug and get the benefits of de-stressing and enjoying life because that's uh, why we're all here. We're all here for this spiritual experience in my, in my view, and we need to do that without stress. Here, here, right on, because that is absolutely one of the major issues in this country. And you can see more about Dr. Red Cross at freeredcrossd.com or drredcross.com. Either one, he's on Twitter at Dr. Red Cross. He's all over Facebook. You can look him up. He's got a lot of good advice, and you're hearing it here, of course, on Life's Too Short, because you know it is too short, but so am I at four foot ten. So what are you going to do? But we do love to have you listen with us. Today and thank you so much. And remember, you can go on to iHeartRadio, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher. We are all over the place, but we like you to listen at RadioMD.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for tuning in. Stay well.